I'm Maria Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. It's been a crazy time. Opening weekend has come, it's gone. We are in the thick of the WNBA season. Let's dive in and discuss our reaction to the first few games for every team. show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider that's patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com if you're looking for a fun new way to enjoy the w windsider on playback and our WNBA watch parties use the link playback.tv backslash windsider and hey, you never know when we're going to do a WNBA or Windsider merch giveaway. We're doing tons of these this season, so I hope you can join, enjoy the fun. All right, Rachel, let's dive right in. Um, the preseason's done. Opening weekend was here. It's gone. I'm sitting pretty good. I texted you this morning. I'm feeling really good about where I kind of placed every team this season. Um if there's one team that I maybe you could throw some shade at me, say I was wrong, I was a little bit high on them, I think the answer would be the Phoenix Mercury. Um, haven't found that gel yet, which I think is a little bit fair, uh, given their best players coming back um, off of a horrible situation where they were detained for a year. And then you have Skylar Diggins-Smith missing out, and she was the key player on on the growth and, and the, the skill level of that team. But I guess um, what's kind of... How are you feeling in reaction? Any surprises from opening weekend? I don't know that I have any surprises. I think the, <laughs> I think I, this is going to sound really harsh. Um, there were some moments, man, watching some of these games where I thought, man, there is a vastly major discrepancy mm-hmm. top and the bottom of this league. I mean, and that's not really anything against kind of what we thought. It was just another thing to actually experience it and watch it. I mean, there were some games where I was like, man, it is, it is very clear um, you know, how the, the talent that this team has, i.e. Las Vegas looked great. They did exactly what I thought they were going to do. Um, I think I was really impressed with Washington overall. I mean, game one, they looked great. They shot extremely well. Elena Deladon looks phenomenal. We know so much of their success lies on, you know, really how does she look? So I, I thought Washington in their first matchup looked really, really good. The second one, and I'm starting to have some question marks in their, their perimeter shooting. I think that that ultimately is what um, shot him in the foot on Sunday. I mean, shooting like 15% from the three-point line, I believe. I don't know what they ended up final final the final was. But, yeah, really, really concerned with that. Like, if this team is not knocking down perimeter shots, you know, and you're relying on Deladon and Austin to, you know, kind of, kind of do that work um, – I think their backcourt has got to be much better than what they were on Sunday. But, I mean, I was impressed with Connecticut. I think we saw some growing pains early on with every team, and I think we saw it with Connecticut as well. But I think what you saw shine through in the second half of those games was just that toughness that that team has built up over a few years now. I mean, that toughness, that um, camaraderie, that consistency playing together. But then also so many teams, you know – 
haven't played together. And I think that was apparent as well. So I don't know that I have any surprises. I think I agree with you on Phoenix, but we also thought that's a team that could take some time to kind of get going and find their footing. Really impressed with Griner. Um, I was looking at the numbers yesterday to average 22 and a half and eight and shoot like 73% from the field in two games is so impressive for somebody who, you know, is just now getting back into the league and, and, and finding her footing. I think that that is awesome to see. Um, that was probably the highlight of the weekend for me personally. Oh, hundred percent. I think, you know, there's kind of two camps of teams in the league currently. It's the teams that have continuity and then the teams that were just completely remade and you kind of have to judge them in different ways like the storm okay this is a completely new team a team that decided to take a avenue of having a large swath of rookies come on of young players come on um and it showed at times i mean losing 64 105 we all knew they were going to lose that game right Mm -hmm. but to see them lose that handedly that's scary. That's worrisome for them. And I think it gives some justification. Look, I was on the episode before the season started saying, I disagree with some of the power rankings on Winsider. I don't think Seattle is last place yet. Um, but then these games happen and it kind of proves that it's right. Um, the teams, a team that impressed me, honestly, what or two teams that impressed me. Um, LA Sparks, Kurt Miller has done a great job of putting a brand new system of t- players together finding camaraderie, finding a way to forge forward in a positive way. Um, and to quote uh, the graphic god, Kurt Miller, elite floor raiser. Like he takes a team and he raises their their low just so much. And I don't know many other coaches who do that. And that's why he's the perfect fit there. And then James Wade in Chicago, where like I'm looking at Minnesota like the teams that we all expect to struggle and not necessarily make strides forward this year are Seattle, Minnesota, Chicago, and LA, right? But LA is saying, no, 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 hold your horse, Arie. Kurt Miller is going to raise this team up. We're going to be better than than our roster says. And I think Chicago's saying that too. Um, look, to start off 2-0, granted it's against Minnesota and the Mercury, but start off 2-0, Mabry only plays one game. Um and, and to have them moving the ball so fluidly. Like they look, and we were texting throughout these games, Rachel. Some teams look like five players just got like picked up in a pickup game. Mm-hmm. And some teams look like, hey, whatever they were doing in camp clearly resonated and they look like a cohesive unit, whether or not they're going to be champions or whatever, but at least like they're over that initial hump of, hey, we need to learn how to like complete simple entry passes. Well, and just just an ability to kind of be in games. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of in that, you know, I take this route every year, like the first week or week and a half, first couple of weeks, I'm kind of taking things with a grain of salt. I mean, we saw two vastly different teams, even in the Liberty oh, yeah. over the weekend. And I mean, I was impressed with LA showing. I thought, I think that you just have a system, you have a consistency, you have a coach who's experienced and knows what it takes to win in this league. You have pieces that mesh well together. I mean, by nature, that's going to look better. The product mm-hmm. is just going to look better. Now it's going to come, and it's the same thing with Chicago. I mean, vastly different players, all new, um, but those two coaches know how to win in this league. And so it's kind of going to be one of those things where, all right, those the, that tier of teams, the Chicago's, the, um, you know, the the Dallas's, 
um, the LAs, like it's going to be scratching and clawing night in and night out to win games and be in games, you know, and, and really those games are going to be a bit of a coin flip or you get the sense that it might be a bit of a coin flip and, and, you know, who's going to come out on top in some of those games. But I did, I mean, I, the bottom of the league, I think we, we, we had it, we had it in like what, four tiers before the season. It was like New York and at Las Vegas. And then it was like Washington and Connecticut. And then it was like the Dallas, the Atlanta's, maybe LA, if you want to throw them in there, maybe Chicago. And then like the very, very bottom, which for me right now, I, I kind of have a question mark with Phoenix. Cause it's just, I don't know what's going to happen with them. I don't trust coaching there. Like yeah. the, the problem there is yeah. you have Justice like, wise. yeah, I mean, LA, Minnesota, Chicago, Seattle, and Phoenix all have one or more, according to your perspective, superstar players. Right. And it's kind of like, yeah what positive twist is the coach like what what is the coach doing kurt millering for lack of a better term to raise your floor yeah i mean it really sucks with phoenix i mean that's a completely different team if skylar diggins is playing and the situation you know that that you know if she was playing on this team i think they have that extra gear extra multiple mm-hmm. gears because she mm-hmm. just by nature does that so you're looking at a team that you know, was was designed a certain way, but it's not, they're not at their full strength because of missing that X factor. So can they do enough? Can the supporting cast um, do enough to kind of pick up the pieces that Skylar Diggins-Smith does not, you know, bring to the table because she's not playing? So I, I don't know. I'm, I am concerned with Phoenix, um, you know, just as a whole, and especially the backcourt. Tarazi didn't particularly look great but that's okay <laughs> you know i mean it's phoenix yeah. we know they're not going to do good in the beginning of the season exactly. it's more about middle of the season end of the exactly. season exactly so i mean i think when it comes to the fever love the energy on the bench i think alia boston has done a really good job first couple games you know just kind of seamlessly jumping into the league and and like find your footing and impacting you know but yeah. i the question is going to be like man as we go through these next few weeks like how far away is Indiana, you know, mm-hmm. from being competitive with that middle pack of the league. Are they that far or are they kind of, do they have a chance to kind of figure it out and get rolling a little bit? Because I know they're young. I know we got a lot of rookies, but at the same time, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I just would love to, I, I think you see spurts. I think you see the energy. I think you see a lot of life in that organization. And, and I love you know, like, like they kind of settled in that first game and kind of came back the second half and really were competitive. I think it's going to take them a minute to get going, um, which is completely fair. Look, they're going to have an opportunity on Sunday against the fever, a fever dream game is going to be an opportunity, right? Like realistically, they had a little bit of a, a tough starting as it were opening, opening night, a game that honestly, arguably was my favorite of opening weekend was Atlanta, Dallas. And to me, because while, these teams we've been talking way too much about Chicago, LA, Phoenix, and uh, Seattle have had all this turbulation during the off season. These two teams have, have engaged with each other in a trade or two, but, but like in the sense of have had some continuity and are on in our, all of our minds, a projection or uh, a path forward. Right. And what I saw was the first half, a very classic, um, the Dallas Wings start off first half really hot, looking great, hitting everything, offensive flow of motion. This is what we've seen over the past few years. 
and then third quarter comes around and they kind of just go flat. How do they respond to that? Are they able to stick around, extend the lead, keep the lead and and get a win? Um, Atlanta on the other end was a team where the first half was complete opposite, just not looking good. You know, that speech at halftime laid into them and said, look, we're not going to give up. We're not down. Um, let's fight through adversity. This is what we do as the Atlanta dream and their third quarter and their fourth quarter looked really good. And they made it a competitive game at times. And I think, Look, there's no moral victories. Uh, and definitely the Atlanta Dream playing the Dallas Wings is not, you know, like it's not like the Indiana Fever who if they played the Aces and lost by one point, you could argue that's, more, you know what I mean? But but to see the growth of these teams not repeating similar mistakes that we've seen in, in years past, I think was encouraging and fun because I think they're going to be middle of the pack teams this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll be, we, we, we wouldn't... Um... We could we can't have the show without talking about Stewart's forty five point minutes yesterday. Um, unbelievable. I mean, I mean, are we shocked? No, we're not shocked. Um, honestly, I I was a little surprised. It was like I thought for sure she was coming for that record. She, you know, I was like, man, it's just a matter of time. You've got forty five left, and you know, it just um, you're winning by that much. And they put her back in to kind of see if she could get going a little bit, but. Um, I mean, it, it, you, you get the sense after watching a, a performance like that, like it's just a matter of time before she comes headed for that, that record, that, that 53 point <laughs> single game. Let me just say, um, Indiana Fever's starting five combined for like 49 points. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Crazy. wait, let's see. Some days you're, uh, just feeling it. you're just feeling it. And when you're the best player in the world and that happens, that's the result. 48, sorry, 48 points. Wow. Was Indiana's starting five combined for? Shout out to Christy Wallace dropping eleven off the bench. Um, one of my uh, here's my thing: moral victory, Lexi Hull, given the rejection, and then just getting. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I'll send it to you. It's amazing. Lexi Hull gets an amazing block on Stewie, to which Stewie kind of just like bodies her to the floor afterwards, and it was one of my favorite moments of opening weekend. No, but but the efficiency, right? Forget setting, you know, uh, a Liberty house record um forget that they drop a 90 stack on him and she scores half the points of this team wild just the efficiency shooting 70 percent from the field i mean that is and some like those shots were they were easy maybe you could argue in the first half second half they, they didn't just like roll over it's not just like stewie's getting these wide open looks like there were some ridiculous shot selection high falutin tootin difficulty shots sometimes the 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 cup looks like a freaking backyard pool and i feel like that was the that was the case on sunday for stewie so that was awesome i i was really happy to see new york kind of respond after their first game loss to the mystics which by the way shout out to you you did call that you did call um I, i my here's my thing i think I might I might have even said like my hot I don't remember I think my hot take was the Mystics would go undefeated this opening weekend. Mm. Um, I didn't think they were going to lose to Connecticut, but I knew by far that they were going to blow them out at home opener. Here's my thing: the opening two games showed me everything that I assumed about New York and about DC. Um, DC, great elite defensive team. What's going to happen? You can't rely on Deladon to be the only scoring option. What happens? Ariel Atkins historically goes MIA offensively at times. She's an elite offensive player. She's an elite two-way player, but she happens to go. But she'll be fine. Exactly. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. No, this isn't like a horrible thing. This is just like, 
we know this Washington team at times clouds going to go MIA, start hitting some or start missing some bricks, right? Throwing up bricks. Um, Delhi's going to be doing what Delhi does. Shakira has grown a lot and that fills in a little bit of the gap, but Sykes is not the offensive player that is going to solve when this team gets stagnant, when this team gets stuck and isn't scoring. And we saw that in that second game, who was going to step up, who's going to be that other player. And, and when they're all, all, when you're all struggling, that's the result, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you can't afford to have someone in that backcourt, whether it's Adkins, whether it's cloud, um, you've got to be able to have someone that's given you more production, you know, than what they were able to have. But definitely, I mean, I think what impressed me the most about Washington, Connecticut was we did, I did have them in that kind of second tier as in like, they could give New York and, you know, Vegas a run for their money. And I'm again, I'm not, I'm not handing anybody any championships here, but like, those are going to be highly competitive games. Those are going to be games where you really get the sense that like, Connecticut and Washington have the tools to beat mm-hmm. anyone any given night. Um, it's still an uphill battle with how stacked, you know, like a Vegas is. That seems daunting right now, but at the same, at the same time, you've got experience and you've got that, especially when it comes to Connecticut. I saw that toughness and that edge that I think by nature comes with Alyssa Thomas, kind of that swagger that she brings to that court, that identity of that team kind of gets infiltrated just by her being on the team. But I, I like the toughness I saw from Connecticut and Washington just really was encouraging. Like this is the Washington team that we have been familiar with. Yes. It's a little different because you have some new pieces. Shakira Austin's making those, those strides. Um, Eric T taken over, but like we saw how good that team can be. And we're no longer getting the sense that they're kind of limping into this, you know, at 70% because they've got a couple injuries and, you know, things like that. And, and again, that hinges on Deladon. If she looks the way she looks, they can be right up there at the top of the conversation throughout the course of the season. Yeah. And I would say like on the, on the flip side, on the New York side, it's just like opening night. It, it was interesting to me because like, if I'm going to be real, like the major difference to me between opening night and, uh, the second game against Indiana where Stewie just goes off, they're making shots. It wasn't like mm-hmm. they're, they're fi- Like the ball was going in. Obviously, look, the Fever and the Mystics, completely different teams, but in the sense of like they both have such an elite paint presence. Um, and obviously, one of them is a, a, a much more competitive team. But just like for the Liberty, I think the questions are there. Who's going to be? the paint presence for the Liberty. Does Stewie want to bang down low all the time? Mm-hmm. Does JJ, JJ has always kind of had the ability to not have to do that. Having Alyssa Thomas, having some of the other bigs who are on Connecticut. Um, and also just what's going to happen defensively um, on defensive rotations. Sloot is not an elite defender and like to be blunt, neither is Sabrina. So yeah. where is going to kind of that guard coverage going to come from? I think, don't get too high. Don't get too low. I said this after game one on the playback, like game one of New York DC made DC look a lot better than they are. And New York look a lot worse than they are. And that's what happens in like the first three games. We, we react, we bubble over with excitement. Um, but I'm excited to just kind of see where they stack up when, you know, look, Connecticut and New York are playing again soon. We got mystics, Connecticut coming up again soon. Um, And then we also got Sparks Aces. So I think there's going to be a lot of like fun. All right. We had the fun of opening weekend. Now 
we kind of get to, okay, where do you stack you up? Got, and you get to kind of get secondary looks at some of these teams. Yeah, we've seen Connecticut. Yeah, we'll see Connecticut and Washington play each other again. I love that matchup. That's great. But, you know, a week from now, we're going to have 11 more games under our belt. <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, multiple mm-hmm. looks at these teams where, you know, it's less of initial reaction, you know, and just kind of like, wow, this is what I thought was cool. These are my question marks. A week from now, it's going to be like, okay, we've seen this team play four times now, three or four times now, um, it may be more, again, they're playing basically every day at this point, but, you know, we'll have just such a better sample size of kind of what we can talk about, what we feel like the concerns may be, the identities of these teams, you know, and kind of what they're about, how they play, what they look like, we'll have a better picture, you know, a week later. Um, Well, just to remind everyone, because it's that, it's that time of the, of the episode, it's pick them. Um, (laughs) Starting off strong for me, I'm up 3-1. I thought we were tied, and then I looked back at it. Man. We t- we both said Connecticut. I said D.C. over NY. You picked Chicago. I said L.A. You said Phoenix. And and here's the thing. The one that I felt the worst on, besides the Minnesota one, obviously, um, was the L.A. Phoenix game. The closer that game got, like, I was from from game time of, like, all the other ones for, like, the two-hour stretch until their game started, I was sitting there like, damn. Shouldn't have put that bet down with Rachel. Well, was, Phoenix is gonna win. I was sitting there thinking, why? Why was I? Why did I pick Phoenix? I know better. We both had such buyers. I know better than this. Why did I pick that? But I think I was just trying to be different. That, that's what I'm gonna. That's gonna be my excuse. All right, Rachel, you're definitely different. Um, <laughs> so I'm up three one. You're two two. Uh, and hopefully it sticks like this for the rest of the season. But we'll do the next uh next games. We got Connecticut at DC now. So the Sun at the Mystics, and then. The dream, the Atlanta dream in Minnesota. Um, I'm curious who you're going with. I'll. I already have picked mine. I'm not going to show you, but I've picked mine. Um, and you can go with whatever you want. I won't tell you mine. I'll tell you. I think that. Washington will bounce back on Tuesday over Connecticut. Um, you know, I think they'll being at home, and I think they'll bounce back, and 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 yeah, they'll get that one. Um, Atlanta will beat Minnesota. <laughs> Pretty. We're out. No, it's just funny because. I, I think I'm going to have to start doing this now so that it's no longer like maybe if one of us gets a big lead, we can start telling picks beforehand, yeah. but I'm just going to do my picks and because we picked the same. I was going to say, I mean, like, cause like if you go first, then I feel this pressure to pick something different. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. that's actually what I think. Um, so yeah, I think that's how that works. Screw it. Let's do Thursday as well. We've got Las Vegas at LA and then Minnesota at Phoenix. Um, I got Vegas beating the Sparks. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say, I think Phoenix will get their first win over Minnesota. You th- that's, oh, oh, that's tough for me. I think Tarazi's going to have like 25 and I think they'll end up winning and Griner's going to be Griner and she's going to keep, you know, getting her footing and she'll, she'll, I just don't know how Minnesota has an answer for Griner, you know, and Minnesota is a completely other animal. We can talk about that at another time, but I just don't think they have anyone that can match up with Griner. I completely agree about the the Griner issue. Um my concern is more so I could see Reeve being like whatever, you know, go for it. I don't care. We're going to not let anybody else beat it. Like BG can go off for 50. I don't care. I could see her doing that. Um my issue, my concern is more so Dentrosi just has a habit of these recent links teams just like doing what needs to be done to win. And after I believe we have them starting off, you know, they're 0-2, they go into this game, 
It's a home game. You're playing Phoenix. I think this is a game that Minnesota, I'm going with Minnesota, probably large part, large part because you went Phoenix and that pressure, but also because part of me, like I see both ends of the sword, like part of me sees Minnesota going, we just lost to Atlanta. We can't be, you know what I mean? And at least from my perspective on it. So we'll see. We got, we got a nice set of games um, to round out this episode. Rachel, who's your goat? No answer. <laughs>